Hey, peace and greetings, everyone. Salutations. Uh, innumerable blessings. <laughs> oh, that's my girl, Miss One from The Wiz. I love her. I wish I could remember everything she said. But anyway, welcome. Welcome to Goddess Talk Radio. I'm your host. It's Daphne, your number one boo thing. On the, got the podcast popping off for the people. I'll be saying anything, y'all. <laughs> I'm happy to be back. Um, I got a fire, fire, fire conversation lined up on the other side of this segment. We are going to dive into hip hop from an academic perspective through the lens of a beautiful black woman. You hear me? Yes. We're going to have a conversation about hip hop, women in hip hop, um, the academic uh, goal, should I say, um, as it relates to the study of hip hop. And academia's hope um, for its study of hip hop. And it's gonna be fire. You're gonna learn a lot. Um, this is one of my most favorite, everybody's one of my most favorite people. So I can, I can keep saying that because it's true. One of my most favorite people in the whole wide world um, has uh, given her voice and uh, her perspective and her passion, laid it all out for us. So. Y'all gonna have some fun listening. Y'all gonna learn a lot. Oh my gosh, she even breaks down some, um, not break them down, but she gives some titles of some articles for us to read. If you're interested in, in learning more about hip hop through the academic um, lens and um, yeah, just dopeness. So again, you're tuned into Goddess Talk Radio. This is where you get to listen to phenomenal women share about doing extraordinary things while living their best lives. You know, we're all out here aspiring to achieve um, our goals and live out our dreams and just do the best we can do and be the best that we can be with all of the information that we have at every single moment. So that's what I mean when I say we're living our best lives because we are flat out. I can't accept nothing less, nothing less, nothing less than the best for us all but anyway stay tuned um meet us on the other side of this segment y'all all right peace all right hello hello hey peace and greetings everyone oh my god <laughs> Okay, y'all already know what y'all listening to, but I have to say it just to let you know again. It's Daphne. You're tuned into Goddess Talk Radio. This is where you get to listen to extraordinary women share about doing phenomenal things while living their best life. Um, it's all about the rise of the feminine divine. We know there's infinite possibilities for that. And I am just so honored to be someone who can tap into, you know, just a few. I mean, on a scale of infinity, I'm tapping into just a little piece of that with all of the beautiful people that I am blessed to know and to have them, you know, talk to me and come on my show and share pieces of who they are with me and with all of you all. So with that being said, I want to introduce someone who is very near and dear to my heart. I mean, we've known each other for a little less than a year, but I am just one of those people who can meet certain people and have like an instant connection, an instant love for, an instant excitement about um, that person. So 
I'm happy I get to share all of those type of people with you guys. So without further ado, because I can go on talking forever, <laughs> I want y'all to join me in welcoming Miss Courtney Terry, PhD student, okay, hip hop theorist, and I'm pretty sure she's so many other wonderful things in this world, but a near and dear friend to me. Hey, Courtney, how are you? Hey, Daphne, I am well. Thank you so much for inviting me and having me on. I am, you're right. You're just so magnetic. And we met, it was just like, this is my friend. She this is my friend. Now. <laughs> <laughs> We's friends now. Right. I love it. I love it. It's, it's absolutely true. That's absolutely true. Yeah. So, okay, y'all. Me and Courtney just was having this conversation before we hopped on the recording. I was like, damn, Courtney, this is what we should have been gathering for the uh, interview. <laughs> it's cool. It was so ripe and so juicy. And although I know that everything happens for a reason and we're going to capture, you know, what's meant to be heard, just to recap, um, we were talking about just um, respecting certain processes, especially when you sign up for something. Um, then we got on the conversation of interdimensional travel. Well, that's what I said about the railroad uh, track. Yeah, yeah. house. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, I live in an apartment by the railroad track. But <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, they're very, they're just, I always think of the plays of, of August Wilson and mm. he, he writes these plays in these urban spaces where these black folks are doing this work. And I always pride myself. I tell people I'm city five, like, you know, Hey, I'm in Atlanta right now, but I just need you to know I'm city five. Mm. You know? <laughs> yeah. So I, I enjoy hearing the train. I enjoy, you know, hearing the urban sounds next to the you know the the rural sounds of the crickets and the trees because in Los Angeles I just did not grow up with all of this nature mm. well, I, I hear these cicadas in the first couple of years I can tell you I thought it was the electricity wires I was like all that buzz and I was like I don't know what's happening mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> and it's yeah. a kind person here in Atlanta to say no those are those are like you know bugs cicadas I'm not sure if they are <laughs> cicadas uh, <laughs> it probably is like oh snap that's my city fight lens you know mm -hmm. oh. oh my god about let's see my son is 15 he was like a toddler so I want to say about 14 years ago the cicadas came back here in Cincinnati and oh my god Courtney it was horrible at least where I live so there was this big tree right outside my door and I swear, each leaf on the tree had about four or five cicadas. Like, scoot over, scoot over, because it was just filled with cicadas. There was cicadas up the side of the wall to my entrance of my door. It was horrible. It was one of the most terrifying things I've ever experienced, like, nature-wise. I, <laughs> I couldn't believe it, because the sound that they make, I literally thought it was electricity. I was like, wow, that's crazy. That's crazy. It's buzzing. Mm. You know, I was so glad when that shit was over. Listen, clear the air, burn some sage. What yeah. I gotta, <laughs> what I gotta do? Where's the leaf blower? Get all Where's this. The leaf blower? Can we can we cut this tree down? Uh, <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I'm sorry. <laughs> My grandma say, "Call the city. We gonna call, call, the, <laughs> call the city. Call the city. Call the city. Because I can't. I'm weak. 
I almost lost my place. I had to girl, I remember I had to leave to go pay my rent. And I'm like, uh, I'm like, I'm ready to risk it all just to stay in <laughs> Right. Come get me out if you want the money. If you want the money, come get it. Come get it. If the if they let you pass, you can <laughs> I drop it out the window for you though. Listen. Oh man. Okay, so Courtney. Yes. There are many, obviously many aspects of, you know, who you are. I am interested in learning more about what it means to be a hip theorist. Like I see your posts and you have all kind of dope things going on when it comes to that, like presenting at different things, having different conversations, like spill the tea. Let let us know what does it mean to be a hip hop theorist and how did you get on the path to that? Okay, let me start with the last question first and then we can work backwards. How did I get to be a hip hop theorist today? Okay, so I love hip hop, you know, um, I love it in a way. It brings me joy, like Holy Ghost joy, like like Mm. make your toes tingle joy, just just pure fun and joy. And um, going through my academic struggles and being the kind of person that I am, a person that is like we were talking about earlier, committed to processes. Like, I, I really hate to quit things. I mm-hmm. really deviate from a path that I know I saw in my mind. Mm. And, um, <clears throat> I got to be, I got to call myself a hip-hop theorist, and I coined it after Dr. Raylan Rabaka, who's written several texts on hip-hop, several great academic texts, several great academic Black-centered texts on hip-hop. Mm. So that's important to me. I earned my master's in African-American studies from Clark Atlanta University, where I um, really started my academic research into hip hop and what it means to teach it, what it means to learn it, and how do we get these messages across and how primarily how do we remember that, excuse me, hip hop is black Mm -hmm. and we sharing it with everybody. Mm -hmm. Right. (laughs) That's just... You know, we can argue, I can argue all day with folks on, you know, what a TI is, but that's just the um, the short way of saying it. And so when we think about hip hop and its importance to American society, Black society, Black culture, we as Black scholars, folks who identify as Black scholars, it is up to us to start archiving our work, creating new canons for our work, creating jargon, and us being serious about it as academicians. What I've been finding is that <clears throat> folks who write folks write about hip hop or have written about hip hop in the past to you know get their first publication out oh this is just a fun idea some of these folks I'm gonna make some people mad Daphne I'm so sorry <laughs> I'm here for it they ain't gonna okay. do nothing Go ahead. some of these folks you know they they play their token card they play their culture card in some of these spaces and they use hip hop to legitimize their their way of blackness or mm-hmm. they can um, hip hop to accentuate the blackness that they present in some of these spaces. And that's beautiful. Okay, great. Um, but then after that, they fall to the wayside. Right? Mm-hmm. There's a, there's several million articles about hip hop, you know what I'm saying? But what I find is that folks, a lot of folks don't usually follow up in their scholarship about what it means to be a hip hop theorist, what it means to teach hip hop on an academic level. And so when I call myself a hip hop theorist, I'm thinking about the ways in which we use hip hop and how it's creation and how what we've inherited as a black as as people as black people here in North America how we take what we are inherited and give it back out into ourselves and into the world 
Mm. So I think that past hip hop, and I think that hip hop scholarship has been in waves. I think um, earlier on, there was some hip hop scholarship that was just like, oh, okay, cool, this is great. This is our first try at this. And then, you know, we have this rolling kind of wave action where we have all of these other great black authors and art authors of color, perhaps, I mean, even that have put out all of this great work. And I can give you a litany of text. You know, everybody was constantly fighting the chicken head when the chicken heads come home to roost. Um, you know, all of these texts on how, you know, the white conception consumption of hip hop and, mm -hmm. and to identify with that, Mark Anthony Neal, Bakari Kitwana, um, all these great folks, you know, Sister Soldier, even, you know, all these mm -hmm. great folks. And so what I find is that we 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 know hip hop is ours. We love hip hop. We're critical of it. But we when it comes to academia, there's there's a bit of a disconnect. And I have to remind my students this currently I teach uh, the black aesthetic of hip hop at two HBCUs. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> which is a great experience. Wow. Uh, and, we, you know, we have to, what I try to tell my students is that hip hop didn't just, you know, show up overnight. This is definitely an evolution. This is definitely an extension of things that, like I said before, that we have inherited, not just from our time here in North America, but definitely our, the most time we spent on this planet, which was on the continent, right? <laughs> so mm -hmm. I try to help us to begin to um, be less narrow about how we consume hip hop and how we um, use hip hop as currency in spaces like academia, in the workplace, in society, in you know all of our other extracurriculars, and um, they they enjoy it. The students enjoy it. The students um, are beginning to be able to see how we as Black people take what we are given and do culture. Mm -hmm. and what is, culture and how we perpetuate it outside of the white gaze mm -hmm. um what it how how does that work for us and if it works for us and so the students you know they've they've they anticipated a listening course a course where they can opine about their favorite tracks or their folks that they dislike and mm -hmm. it's like that so i have to demystify the first couple of weeks because i bet it's i bet it's jarring you know <laughs> Yeah, I think they about to come up in there and have a listening party. I literally have that in my like. This is not a listening party. <laughs> it's not. It would be nice, but this is not that. And even if it was, that would have to be a higher level course. Yeah. Because mine is that so many of us, just like even in our 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 understanding of Black history here in America, we have such a distorted view of the things that we've inherited and even the things that we've conceptualized as black people, not even 50 years ago, these students have a bit of a distance. That's the word I'll use, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Intentional, you know, but they definitely have admitted to having a distance from learning about the kinds of cultural mores and the cultural values that we black folks have inherited and how we use them to, make money and to make culture and to reparate okay <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> and so i just try to get us closer to these points like hey guys yes 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 we you know we do things intentionally right black folks do things intentionally hip-hop is something that is intentional although it, we may not have articulated that in some of our scholarship 
or even in some of the people that participated in it. You know what I'm saying? They may have, they, they themselves may have a myopic view, which is okay. Mm -hmm. which, which is why we're doing the academic inquiry of the thing to try to remain unbiased and try to see the whole story um, more inclusively. Right. Mm. And so that, that's the question that's been going on stirring inside of me. And I mean, you may have answered that already, but if you could just like say it again for me, what, mm -hmm. so what, is, what do you think from your perspective, the overall goal of hip hop scholarship is its purpose, the thing that it's aiming for? Wow. Ha. What is, is its hopes? Yeah. What is I, its I hopes? Think I think hip hop is is hoping to be this, lack of a better term, olive branch. I think that mm -hmm. what I do see in hip hop scholarship, and even in the museums coming up, and even in the in the curation of of projects, and in the maintenance of the legacy of hip hop that I see, I'm excited about. I don't think other folks and other genres, other black genres have been given the opportunity to be accessible mm -hmm. to a large people to, to, to the goal, to the globe. You know what I'm saying? And it's, I don't think it's a popularity thing. I think people are genuinely interested in the legacy of hip hop and the intersections of hip hop culture, the rap genre uh, with other parts of global society and American society. Mm. I think, you know, I think that um, what we see is just this coming together, this really, we want to make hip hop a common narrative. We want to use hip hop, even in the example of, 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 of Hamilton, which I have not seen, right? We want to, we, and I, well, I'm not, anyway, I haven't seen it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. I'm happy folks are happy about history. I'm happy folks are happy about hip hop. And I'm gonna leave it right there. So, but in, <laughs> in the in the even in even in that, we see how it has galvanized so many students to investigate history, so many students and grown folks to investigate history, so many students and grown folks to reinterpret what they understand through a hip hop lens. And what we find mm. getting closer to the content that they're siphoning through this hip hop lens. Hip hop is 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 closing that distance folks have with stuff that ordinarily or or generally i'll say has just been seen as distant mm -hmm. you no know? even um up in philadelphia they're doing a um they're doing a play of about henry boxcar brown right the 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 the, the man that freed himself from enslavement by mailing himself I, I think it was damn near three weeks and he was in a box he spent almost <laughs> like a day and a half in a wooden crate on his neck, right? And so hip hop artists and folks are telling that story through hip hop. And wow. I think it's beautiful because I didn't learn about Henry Boxcar Brown until I was in graduate school. Mm -hmm. And it was my, and he it, his narrative was my textbook. <laughs> mm. So I learned about it to it in a different kind of way, but I, I can imagine what it means for a little black boy, a little black girl, even a grown black person who likes hip hop to be in that space and to be like, wow, this is Henry Boxcar Brown, but Dice Raw is up here rapping his whole entire narrative and I have this closeness to it and I'm empowered on many different levels. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what hip hop is inviting folks to do. Hip hop is, is inviting folks to 
and actually be more critical of the space that's around them. We have sites like Rap Genius who are using metrics to measure and to count how these rappers are even speaking and, 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 the, and the speed at which they're speaking. And that information is available. Wow. Right? I don't want to say it's grassroots, but it's, it's very much accessible and it's very much um, uh, made popular by folks, you know, the millennials, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I think so Rap Genius, that's the website where you can go to it and learn the lyrics of the songs, right? Right. You can see the lyrics and you can see live commentary and folks that have um, have had a history of doing good commentary. There's a point system for that or some type of um, merit system for that. So I appreciate that because really mm-hmm. what it, it validates folks who know hip hop, but perhaps may not have the formalized degree. Okay. Right. So I appreciate that as a as a tool. To be able to see like, yeah, these folks that do hip hop, they're literate, they're intentional, they they speak with they're some of the best orators alive. And I think that a site like that helps us to see that in a way that's quantifiable. Mm-hmm. I was something like Billboard, we have to wait or Billboard where, you know, there's all this little controversy sometimes and SoundScan and Nielsen, which, you know, you have to, they aren't as accessible. <laughs> you know, it's something mm-hmm. like genius. And so accessibility is key, especially when you're trying to think about how this is going to look in the future. And mm-hmm. as being an educator, I'm trying to figure out how do I use that as a tool uh, to help my students really begin to see these are the metrics of the aesthetic. Like this is how we're breaking this down. And that's going to that's gonna empower some folks because my yeah. courses are electives, you know, mm-hmm. so interdisciplinary I have folks from all kinds of majors so I can see how a statistician might be interested in the 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 speed that Eminem raps or the speed that Busta Rhyme raps or the speed that Twister raps you know and how a site like Rap Genius could help them to create their data and things like that so I just I'm excited about that I think hip-hop like I said earlier on is is the olive branch is really inviting all of these intersections to work har- harmoniously, really mm. organically, to be like, oh yeah, you know, I can do that. Although I'm a statistician, I can do that. Although I'm a fashion major, I can do that. Although I'm a psychology major, there are. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That's, what, that's where I find the beauty of it outside of, you know, being at the hip hop show and all of this, which yeah. is great. But that's what I see when I see the lights click, when I see folks that are of different, different disciplines, being able to talk about hip hop culture, center black folks center our legacy and 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 make implications about the future of the thing wow so that as you were talking i was thinking like what is my interest what do i see like when i think about hip-hop and it always takes me to um the sacred place of like the griot and the Mm -hmm. storytelling piece where do you think that that piece that cultural piece um has a place in hip-hop and and going forward in the future okay well here's what i will say i think that when we scholars who are invested the rap music that extends i'm saying from Mm -hmm. the context ancient era pre-colonial um encounters with invaders and things like that i think we have to begin to again center black scholarship is center africans who have written about African history, pre-colonial history and things of that nature, because I think of the storytelling and I love it. And I think it's 
we we overutilize the storytelling and we overutilize mm. griot mm-hmm. um and i'm not sure particularly i agree with it i think that rappers um i think that hip hop culture tells us tells the story of the of the of the of the black people living at the moment oh okay right that's what i think i think rappers themselves can be griots and i think rappers also can be tricksters i think the narrative and the template of the trickster deity which is president not president lol present (laughs) on on the continent in ancient africa and um on into pre-colonial africa and even on into our time um during capture and so in my research i center the rapper as the trickster and what it means to talk about this person this person or persons who can really press boundaries within our culture and really um test our value system against what we say we do and what we think we do um i don't think griots historically have been those characters or have been those folks that black folks have elected to test boundaries in a way, right? I think griots are the folks mm. that we have to tell our story and to um, reify ourselves, right? I think the griot and the trickster two different things, right? And mm. I think they often get talked about synonymously, uh, which is, you know, why your girl is here. Yeah. <laughs> demystify that and it goes back to my previous point that you know hip-hop scholarship happens in waves and you know what becomes available and shifts in culture really help us to see how we're going to continue our legacy hip-hop scholarship legacy in academe right and so I I don't think it's it's anything wrong with that but I think going forward if we're going to say that hip-hop is black okay hip-hop has a legacy that extends past the point of capture the point of disruption of enslavement okay and if we're going to say that then what does it mean to investigate that and the function and the role of rappers and or hip-hop culture to black folks in this contemporary moment and uh, i think it's up to us to be more precise and accurate with our history we can't depend on you know outside scholars outside um note takers history for um centrality right i think that um that has happened in the past mm-hmm, mm-hmm. women in hip-hop oh here we go <laughs> What's the you know what I'm, happy. I'm i was thinking about this this morning i'm so happy that we have variety I'm happy that we have variety to talk about. And I think that we can't forget that these ladies grew up in these same neighborhoods with these men. Yeah. <laughs> Women in hip hop aren't coming from, you know, the school across the lake where all the girls in hip hop go. <laughs> right. With their house mom and stuff. No. They <laughs> den mothers. <laughs> okay. They are with these men and boys growing up in these same situations. Yes. How so to afford them some kind of Something that may not be there is our fault. <laughs> mm. We investigate that. Women in hip hop. I'm glad we have so much variety. I'm glad there's so many. Do- I love it. I love mm-hmm. it. Let me. Can I tell you that I love it? Yes, <laughs> I love it. Let's get into it, folks, because we don't have. We didn't have these issues when it's men fighting in the streets. We mm. didn't have 
it was like, oh, that's what that's what people do. That's nothing. We don't be mad. We don't be mad. But somehow, going back to this this Nikki and Cardi situation, somehow we've gotten so upset. And it's, oh, I'm so embarrassed. Oh, I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> like, really? Wear me out, Courtney. I'm like, I thought that that's came with the territory of being you know a rapper being in hip-hop there were rap battles and all that type of stuff right am i wrong there are rap beefs there are rap battles now that does not excuse their behavior right because that's a right supposed to know better like why are y'all out here fighting everybody's too goddamn big and grown we all too exactly big. yeah right we've all made too much money to be fighting now am i particularly embarrassed as a black person as a black woman about their behavior Unfortunately, I'm not surprised. <laughs> Unfortunately, I'm not surprised. It is not correct, and I'm not surprised. But I will say this. I'm also not embarrassed because I'm not attached to none of those couture brands. Mm-hmm. I don't have this couture fever like perhaps some of my, you know, my counterparts do. I don't have that. I don't think either of those looks were cute <laughs> for either of those ladies. I, I I do recognize that hip hop hasn't been seen or hip hop culture and hip hop fashion has not been seen as something that's high class. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. So I know that black folks haven't been going to, you know, fashion week and, and all of a very long time. Right. Uh, the, 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 you know, the actual dates and history and whatnot. So I don't, I can't tell you that I feel particularly embarrassed because see, this is not a house that we built. Mm. We didn't build, you know, so yes, we, you know, we had a, you know, a, a, a crisis of integrity. <laughs> <laughs> we had a crisis just now and it's just like, I'm not, I'm not here for the other pomp and circumstance. I don't care what Anna Wintour thinks. I don't care what Mark J. I don't care what they think about what Nikki and Cardi did. I care what Oprah thinks, you know, I, you know, I care what Michelle Obama thinks, number one. And I think that... We 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 got to decide that we're going to do better. I did listen to um, Queen Radio. Uh, I did listen to Nicki Minaj's response, and I have seen some of the, the the Cardi response. And it's just like this is just this is. I guess if if I guess if I don't know what to say, Daphne. I guess if women are going to do it, this is how it's going to be done. Because I remember when Diddy slapped Drake in the club, and it wasn't that deep. I remember. <laughs> when, <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I you know, and I don't want to. I don't want to give the women a double standard like oh women need to do better because they're women because it's fashion right. it's just like no that's not it we didn't we need to do better because there's better to be done yes <laughs> that we don't need to invite all of these other things that are really don't even matter exactly and exactly both, both women are talented yes both women are talented one woman just happens to have more money than the next so it's just like I'm not even mad because none of y'all have student loan debt. <laughs> right. But the real problems that perhaps a lot of y'all fans are even dealing with, like I'm not trying to get to fashion week. I'm not trying to get in Anna Wintour's face. I'm not trying to have the whole squad up there. That's not my dream, but I'm not going to diminish any woman who, whose dream that is. Right. But, you know, just to say that, you know, my mama said, you take you with you, mm-hmm. take you with you everywhere you go. Yeah, everywhere you go, there you are. There you is, which you. Mm-hmm. So I don't. Everybody's just got to do better, but um, there's space for both kinds of women in hip hop. Just like there's space, there go that train, lol. They're just like there's space for both kinds of men in hip hop, or different kinds of masculinity in hip hop. So I just, 
there's so many things to be said, you know. There's so many things to be said. Mm. That I don't know. I don't. I don't think it should be a point of contention among black women and among black folks. That's what I. I do say. I don't. I don't think it's that egregious that we have to, you know, not meet at Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> right. Because Over Cardi this. and Nikki was scrapping it at, at a New York Fashion Week event. <laughs> yeah, something that we don't even got. Who was? I'm. I'm literally like, I, who was missing that? I didn't even know that was going on. Like, okay, cool. <laughs> like yeah. I'm not gonna miss out on on the greatness of black women and rappers just because they had a bad night. Um, I do hope that they figure it out. I don't want it to be violent. I definitely don't think that that's a good example to try to reify within hip hop. Like we definitely don't need no shooting beef. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> we don't need that. Um, but I will recognize that the men do it all the time, and nobody is yeah. really upset. Fuck flex, get online, he dropping his bombs and all of this, and. You know, I can bring up several things where it's just like questionable stuff. So, <laughs> right, I just think when a, when it's women involved, like you said, that double edged sword. It is, it 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 really irks me because people do turn their nose up. Oh my god, that, that, there they go again. Black women mm-hmm. can't get along, can't be in the same space, come with all this drama, and you know, it just we just reinforce these stereotypes upon ourselves, mm-hmm. and that really irks me. Yeah, it gets to be a self-fulfilling prophecy. And I and I, I understand black people be black women in particular stay wanting to hit somebody. You know, I do all the yoga, all of this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, we feel it. And so I know what it means to be driven to that point. I know what it means to be baited. I know what it means to be bullied, you know, and then to try to make a point. So I can understand the emotions and how, you know, how intense they could get, but just come on here, folks. <laughs> Y'all miss no meals. Y'all ain't y'all ain't hungry. Ain't no yeah, fight. Really and truly, none of y'all are hungry. <laughs> yeah, relax yourself. <laughs> so what what advice would you give to a young scholar who has this um interest in hip hop and wants to get involved in it in the in the in the way that you are? What what would you tell them? Read and write. Mm-hmm. Can- reading and writing is the best thing that's going to happen to you and really read some academic centered work on hip-hop right there's so many works on hip-hop there's so many works on hip-hop drop a few of them for us okay well you know when chicken heads come on to roost joan morgan you did say that or also just released the um her new book, which I don't have yet, it's in my Amazon card, um, about the 20-year uh, anniversary of Lauren Hill's Miseducation of Lauren Hill. Bakari Kitwana is another great author. Mark Anthony Neal, I've mentioned Trisha Rose, Dr. Trisha Rose, Black Noise, and also uh, The Hip Hop Wars, What We Talk About When We Talk About Hip Hop and Why It Matters. That's a text that I do teach out of. I'll teach out of um, Raylan Rabaka's um, Hip Hop's Inheritance from um, the Harlem Renaissance to the hip hop feminist movement. I teach out of that one. Bradley Rebecca also has a great text called Hip Hop's Amnesia. Um, let me get, the, I'm all, I'm literally walking around looking at my bookshelves. Yes. Because I don't, you know, misinformation. Also, um, another good one is The Signifying Monkey by Henry Louis Gates. I know, you know, there's a lot of contention with Henry Louis Gates and all of this. Harvard scholar, yada yada yada, but he that's that signifying monkey. Now that's a masterpiece. Now it is, it's not above critique though. I will say mm-hmm. that 
<laughs> so go ahead and get into that. Can't Stop, Won't Stop by Jeff Chang um, is another seminal text for hip-hop scholars and academic hip-hop scholars. So you're going to encounter terms you don't know. You're going to encounter, you know, words and, and things that we don't know. And I'm going to encourage you to just not be put off by that, right? That's a challenge to you to go on ahead and up your game. I know particularly Dr. Rose, Dr. Rabaka, Jeff Chang, sometimes the language gets very dense and you can be like, is this even rap anymore? When for the thing. And so um I would just press those folks to keep going because when we don't value our cultural productions, we see what happens when it goes into the hands of folks who do not center blackness. We end up wondering where we are. In their, in their display of us. We end up, well, why was such and such left out? What about this? What about that? And it's just like, well, this person doesn't have particularly our legacy in mind. Let me just go ahead and be frank. I'll tell my students, I'll be frank, you be Bill. <laughs> Let's keep it real. Mm-hmm. And so I think that hip-hop scholars in the, in the future, we have to know that if this is an academic mission, then it's academic. I think that what my students are coming into contact with, like this is not vlog class. This is not right on class. This is an academic, we do an academic inquiry where history intersects with race, where it intersects with gender, where it intersects with, <laughs> you know, all of these other societal things that we maintain and have inherited. And I need us to be able to understand that because it has happened with every genre. Right. All these, uh, you know, these other authors speak about the legacies that that blues has left us, that jazz has left us, that R&B and soul and, and, and even the field hollers during enslavement have left hip hop. Right. And so if we don't begin to understand that, then we cannot go forward. And, and, and to think that the rappers themselves or the or the or the the cultural producers in hip hop themselves aren't aware of this legacy is short sighted as well. Right. We mm-hmm. cannot think that these people aren't aware of our own. Le- no, 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 no. Because we are in this system, America, we can't always display it. Right. Depending on the level of fame and yada, 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 and the level of wellness. Right. And so I think it's up to the hip hop scholar to really have to be able to reach into that fame and, and siphon out the sense and reach into our history and reify it re-illuminate the legacy the timeline it's just like being able to go back into a photo album i know folks don't have lol i don't know um (laughs) (laughs) actually just real quick photo albums are on my list of things to back because i want to bring back the use of photo albums so if y'all go to freeprints.com you can go through your pictures on your phone get about 85 pictures free every month and start your photo album. Okay, go ahead, Courtney. <laughs> I believe in that, right? Because I was just about to say, like, remember those big-ass photo albums? Yes! Pounds, but it got a picture of everyone. Everybody! <laughs> I think that we, you know, in a way, have to get back to that. We, as, um, it was so funny, My one of my classes, they, they bombed this quiz that we just took, and I said, you know, I knew they were going to bomb it, even though it's on the syllabus, and I've, I've been talking about this, but whatever. I said, do you guys need homework? Yeah, we need homework. I said, why? He's like, because I didn't know you was going to quiz on the minute details. I said, (laughs) (laughs) what? All the details are equally important. Like, all of it. 
you need to stop bifurcating like oh the dates aren't important but the the lists of the of the track names are but how do you know the track names you don't know the year was published and you don't know the implications of either like (laughs) and that's what I had to tell them and so I think if we if we take this holistic approach, if we can say that, oh, I reach back on page and it's a picture of such and such with such and such, and that means that, right? Mm-hmm. That's important. That means that when we flip forward and we see a picture of, of such and such with a niece, we know that, oh, there's a connection. There is a legacy. There is an impactful legacy. There's an economic legacy. So many of those of those of these rappers send their children to HBCUs. Now that's gonna be, have to be a dissertation. Just like Panther, uh, right? Uh-huh. Just like the, the the children of the folks from the Harlem Renaissance, we and and the the family members of those folks, the family members of Zora Neale Hurston, the family members of James Baldwin, the family members of 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 Du Bois and Langston Hughes. These people carry on legacies. We got to identify these people. Wow. We got to do the work as scholars and act, and we have to remember to center Black folks. Like this is this is ours. We created it. We share it with y'all. Intersections are great. Multiculti. However, we cannot afford to forget our investment and our legacy and our maintenance of the thing. If we are doing this. That was so beautiful what you just said. I love it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Now it take now it took me a minute to press it out. Now there's a, you know, there's a there's a B side. Yes, that was just so eloquently put. That that empire, I mean, all of it's touched me, but that was really that was really powerful. Courtney, right. do you have any do you have any lectures or any events coming up where um you'll be speaking at? Well, wow, that's a great question. Um I'm not sure. The short answer is no for now. Usually I do lecture in some of my colleagues classes um and they have a section on on hip-hop and or section on gangster rap or something of that affect anything in the hip-hop realm they usually call on me and i've done lectures via skype i've done lectures you know in person and so i'm available in that way right now i teach three classes and um working on the doc dissertation rather Mm -hmm. but i am available and open to that um yeah just keep on pushing i'm actually just trying to start to quantify uh, my data and starting to begin to conceptualize a hip-hop higher ed pedagogy okay. something that is uh, I'm, I'm i'm not the only scholar to think about this so i will say that um but i'm really just on my way to try to conceptualize that and see what that would look like and yeah just trying to enjoy this ride really trying to help these black folks begin to understand this is ours this is our legacy let's go forth and do you know let's go Mm. own (laughs) yes let's go you know go forth and and really just know that this is ours and begin to reassert the value of the thing on Mm. wow well you just answered my last question which was what would you say to um, people of color, black folks all across the diaspora. Um, just a general statement to us who love hip hop. I think you answered that um, very well with your last statement. So thank you. Thank you for that. And thank you for your time today. Wow. <laughs> you got a cash app. I feel like everybody should just cash app you. TTT1187. Hit your girl. I love it. 
But that was you. just a powerful, you know, I feel like I just got schooled. I feel like I was just in your classroom, like, and I'm so thankful. And I learned a, a lot listening to you speak. And it's helped me to reframe and rethink about some things um, as it relates to hip hop culture. So, as you know, I'm still working on um, my degree in sociology. And I was fortunate enough to take a sociology of hip hop class. Uh, Dr. Wallace, Dr. Everett Wallace, uh, took the cla- uh, taught the class online. And I learned, I mean, he had us reading so many different articles and looking at so many different videos on uh, YouTube. And man, I learned so much. I mean, he had me reading on like Asians and hip hop. Like I had no idea that, you know, back in the day around this conception that there were, you know, a lot of Asian um, rappers. I guess I see that more so now mm-hmm. with like, I guess it's called K-pop and all that type of stuff. And it just really like expanded my mind and let me know that wow, this this stuff is like bigger than you think. Like yeah. it's impacted so many people across the freaking world. And it is important that we maintain it and understand that we own it, we created it, but we can share. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you it's our know. gift to the world. Like this is, you know, we we are sharing this with you. But like you're saying, like hip hop is, is in my mind. This is one thing that I like to say. Hip hop is the great equalizer. Like. You know, I've I've I have some very strong ideals, but I can say that those ideals soften when I'm at a hip hop show and, and the person and the person's next to me know the words and it's just like we are homies in that moment. Like we yeah, are yeah. best good friends and we love the people that are on stage and it is just like we this is family reunion. So I've experienced that absolutely on many different levels, many different times all over the US. Mm. And so I think that that's the energy that we have to tap into and transfer to. I I don't think that it is the the bomb, you know what I'm saying? I don't think it's going to solve all of our problems at, at all. And I don't think that those relationships, um, those relationships need to go without, you know, the the standard things that friendships and relationships go without. But I think that hip hop really has introduced me to some folks that I probably would have never met otherwise (laughs) you know and vice versa and I think that that's beautiful um and I think that it creates a mutual cultural respect because like you said hip-hop is global so it's manifesting in all of these other cultures that I'm not exclusive to yeah and so but when we all get together it's just like oh wow you see all of these intersections and you see it in my mind it looks like a whole bunch of Venn diagrams like we just all have this common (laughs) moment right now and that's beautiful Mm. not a lot of cultural productions can bring that to folks and in fact a lot of cultural productions you you go to stuff and you see folks and you'd be like you know if you go to a play or you go to see some ballet depending on where you at and what it is you're not going to be anticipating seeing certain things and yeah. I don't think wrong with that I think that's human nature um but in hip-hop you know it's wide open Oh my God, what about how it's bleeding over? Like you said, ballet. So that made me in, um, instantly think of the new form, hip lay, where the young girls have infused hip hop dancing with ballet. Have you saw? Have you seen that go through your feed? Do you know? Can I tell you that I love it? Can I tell you <laughs> I love it? Because you, so many times our cultural productions just get, just dragged through the mud, demonized and things like this. And it always reminds me of the song Hollywood Divorce. Like you mad that, People are ha- actually have the talent, these dances to bring all of this funk and flavor, and then bam, Hollywood divorce happens, and 
the people who created it aren't even getting paid off of it. So I love when black women and black men take this stuff and be like, no, it's ours. We did it. Remix. Remix. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Nope. We did it. And nope. we can do ballet. Because Sonia Sanchez says, and this is what Sonia Sanchez said uh, when she visited Clark, you know, yeah. Because people ask her, like, oh, you know, how do you write poems and things like this? And the first thing she said, well, I had to master English. Mm. People, people talk about, you know, oh, I'm a poet. I do free verse. I don't really adhere to grammar. Da, da, da. Like, no, you can't master. You got to master the English before you can go off and do free verse. So I commend those sisters. I commend those folks that master ballet so much so <laughs> that it didn't even overcome them, that they mm. ain't even forgot how to do hip hop. Wow. And then that, that, that they can, that they value both enough to amalgamate them. That's beautiful. Mm. Mm. That is, that is talent. That is oh, extreme talent. <laughs> and it just makes me so excited when I, when I just, <laughs> yeah. I'm just reminded how awesome it is to have this experience as a black person. I mean, for me, it's just like, yes, we can do so, so, so much that we can master ballet, like you said, and then infuse mm-hmm. like, oh, other I- elements I- into it and make it ours and remix it. And I just think that's so powerful, so wonderful, and it, it just excites me. It's and just I'm- a sign of genius is really what it is because it's just these 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 ain't 70 year old women these ain't old retired rockets these are like that's the beautiful that's also the beautiful part of it too it's just like oh wow it's like y'all are young y'all are mm-hmm. laid down mm. wow. <laughs> wow that's beautiful wonderful do you have any um YouTube videos or lectures or anything like that that people can look you up and learn from you? I don't, but okay. I can tell you that you've empowered me to to do so, to try to get that out there. I well, we can talk after this. But okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, your your radio show and your, you know, I follow you on Facebook and I, I always I'm a I'm a ghost lurker on Instagram. I'm really not even making a digital footprint or having like much exposure right now. And I'm, I'm, the universe is really trying to push me in the opposite direction. And so I'm trying to balance my work and balance the online presence and really put my work out there in a way that's accessible on platforms like this one and YouTube and things like that. So I just, you empower me, girl. Yay. Well, I'm so humble. Yeah. And truly just to even deal with my own mess in order to be available and accessible on these platforms so that's what I I, I really do appreciate because you can't you have to do a lot of spirit work and a lot of thought work to even be able to express yourself on platforms consistently Mm -hmm. you know consistently and and in a way that's inviting and welcoming and, and fresh like you do so I just really appreciate like I just really feel like you're a nod from the universe like go ahead on girl like yes oh wow wow and I think you're doing that for a lot no, really, because I'm not <laughs> really that. <laughs> really, really. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so just appreciate it. I, well, I really, because even being a woman, a woman studying hip hop, there are issues with legitimacy. Like, oh, why are you doing this? You're just a groupie or don't you really rap? You're trying to rap. And it's just like, I've encountered all that. My students ask me to rap all the time. It's like, nigga, I don't, I don't rap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like this, I'm not just, that, you know, boo. <laughs> yeah, of course, you know, just by virtue of being African American, having grown up in the in the, in the urban space, I can hold a tune, I can give you a, a, a rat-a-tat-tat, 
but I'm a trained academician and so that that comes with its own set of issues and cultural issues you have to navigate and then with this research set it, it comes with a whole nother one and so um your work has just really helped me to try to navigate through that wow well thank you thank you so much I'm humbled by that thank you again for coming on and spending your Sunday afternoon is it afternoon yeah one time yeah for for spending your Sunday afternoon with us and sharing your voice and your experiences and being transparent and authentic and sharing your passion like I really felt your heart and your passion for your work and I'm just excited to continue to follow you and and see where you're going with this and where you're taking it. Yeah, where we take, we finna blow up, girl. <laughs> we about to blow up. Listen. <laughs> so again, thank you, thank you, thank you. And let's let's um keep the conversation going. Absolutely, I would love to have you back, especially when you have an, a you know another lecture or something coming up, if you, or you are a part of something that you want to um you know, come on and express some things or put people in the know. Let's definitely, um, I'll definitely keep room for you here on Goddess Talk Radio. I appreciate that. Thank you for the invitation. And I'm by, I've got to do better so I can come on back and have something to say. Like, <laughs> just let me get my collar down. Calm down. <laughs> Make some plans. <laughs> well, guys, you are tuned into Goddess Talk Radio. I told y'all this is going to be a phenomenal show. As always, as usual, I'm going to keep coming because <laughs> I, I know so many beautiful women beautiful souls beautiful people period that um are doing some magnificent things in this world and really um stepping into who they said they would be for us all here really keeping those contracts and i'm so grateful i'm so thankful i'm so humble y'all know what time it is um catch me on the flip side of this segment uh for my closing statements And again, Courtney, thank you so much. Let's talk in about a couple minutes, okay? Absolutely. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You got it. Peace, y'all. Peace. (laughs) Now, what did you learn today, boys and girls? I can't hear you. Speak up. (laughs) Didn't I tell you that was going to be fun? Oh my God, like literally, what what did y'all learn? Like, for real? Like, who, like, which one of those articles are y'all gonna read? Um, which one of those books are you gonna pull up so that we can continue to delve deeper into the conversation, with, into the topic of hip hop? Wow, I mean, there's so, I just love this experience here in this 3D on this planet. Because um, it's like, so many different ways to look into things so many different perspectives and and methods and processes and man like shit is real shit is like real deep at times and I think it's really dope so thank you Courtney thank you thank you thank you so much for coming on and schooling us um and for just for just sharing like yeah, the vibe was, was on point and the information that you get that you gave was was on point. So thank you. Hey, I want y'all to know that I appreciate y'all so freaking much. <laughs> I got my first um my first message through the Anchor app. So on Anchor, if you have the app, 
you can leave voice messages for the um, the podcast, for the host of the podcast that you're listening to. And I got my first official message out of the blue yesterday. And it was so lovely. It was so wonderful. So shout out to Erica in Wisconsin. I appreciate you. I'm so happy that you sent me that message. It made my heart just warm and sparkle. It made my soul uh, shimmy. <laughs> and it made my spirit shimmer. <laughs> I'm weak. <laughs> but again, no, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. <clears throat> Excuse me for for leaving those words for me. I really appreciate it. And that is what makes me, uh, one of the things that makes me want to continue. Is it feels good, flat out. It feels good to, to be cheered on. That's why they have cheerleaders on the side of the, 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 the sports. Because you want to be cheered on. You, you It feels good. And that's just what it is. Like It, it felt great to hear that from someone who's a few states away who's listening to this podcast. So Erica from Wisconsin, thank you. To the rest of y'all, thank y'all too. I appreciate y'all. I love you. Continue to be you, be beautiful, be peaceful, be powerful, be authentic, and be everything that you came here to be. Until next time, peace.